0: This week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, the managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine. And this week, I'm very excited to welcome a special guest whose um, nonprofit has a really unique role in our our area as far as area youth goes. Um, His name is Sonny Lee, and he founded Son of a Saint back in 2011. Welcome, Sonny.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on.
0: I'm excited to talk to you because you guys have had a lot of headlines this past year. And um, I want to kind of catch up with you guys and figure out uh, what's going on and, and what's going on in the future too. So just for those of uh, those people listening, maybe one or two at this point, who don't know what Son of a Saint is, can you explain, because this is uh-huh. a, a nonprofit that is, um, it came from your own personal experience and you have a very, um, I guess, an emotional connection with, with what you do. and.
1: Um, Can you explain what you guys do? Yeah, so uh, we're, Son of a State is a nonprofit organization. We were uh, founded in 2011, and it's to support boys who are growing up without their fathers Um, in New Orleans area. And most of our boys, they've lost their fathers to violence or long-term incarceration. Um, And my father passed away when I was three years old. Uh, He was 36 at the time. Uh, And he played for the New Orleans Saints. And so uh, I was very fortunate to have my mother um, provide a very safe and loving environment during my adolescent years um, and really provide that sort of guidance um, that I needed. And uh, just wanted to help support boys that are growing up in uh, challenging situations and without their fathers.
0: That's, That's a huge role to be able to do something like that you guys do that through mentorships
1: yeah so um we're sort of so mentoring you think of a traditional way of sort of pairing a boy with a mentor um, we do it a little different in that it's more organic so um we make sure that those pairings are um are done over a period of time versus sort of quickly Um, but then also we also provide um, about 20 to 30 group activities a month for our boys and our mentors. Uh, We have full-time education coordinators that work with uh, the boys and making sure they're, you know, getting their grades right, um, maintaining them, uh, ACT prep, those sort of things and advocating for them at school. Uh, We also have uh, mental health specialists. Um, I was fortunate to be able to see counseling growing up. And I know that's important for our boys, especially what they've gone through. So um, we employ three full-time mental health specialists um, and travel is important to us. Our boys go to camps uh, sort of around our country um, in partnership um, over the summer. So usually our boys that are 10 to 14 do that. And then our older boys uh, sort of go on trips um, like to New York or LA, um, various trips around the country. Um, but most important is also the internships and job training uh, that we help provide our boys and um, as well as the college exploration. So it's much, much more than just mentorship. Um, and so that's sort of what we wanna relate to people, especially as we uh, move ahead into 2023.
0: So how many lives have you touched? Uh, uh,
1: um, I would, I mean, when you look at it, we have probably uh, 300 boys in the program. Um, but we also have, uh, roughly, I mean, we have 300 moms we have, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a lot of supporters. Uh, so I would say several thousand, uh, folks that we sort of impact, um, on a yearly basis.
0: And what are the age groups? Does it start at 10?
1: Uh, yeah, it starts at 10 boys are with us till adulthood. So, Uh, we sort of say graduate out at 18, but there's an alumni component to it that lasts a lot longer than that. So as our boys go into college or the workforce, we stay connected to them um, and sort of make sure that they're um, on the right path and here to support them. I mean, our oldest boy now is 25 uh, years old, um, and he's actually our building manager at our new building that we have. So, uh, you know, and then we have a boy at, at West Point, right, that we were able to get him in there. And um, we have a boy that uh, is in culinary. So uh, we were able to get him a scholarship to Culinary Institute in New York. And and now he's uh, working as a chef. So um, there's many different um, areas that uh, we focus on. But for us, it's making sure that the boy is uh, self-sufficient and um, you know, obviously uh, taking care of his family and, his, and, and participating in his community. Um, I'm happy to say that you know, over the last 12 years, 11, 12 years, we, have, we don't have boys in the judicial system, uh, which is something that we're very proud of. And we're able to sort of break that cycle because, um, you know, most of their, their fathers have been, uh, had touches with that um, or, or had challenges. So um, that's something that um, we're very proud of to see those results.
0: So is it, do you pair, uh, when you're doing these mentorships, it's, it's a boy paired up with an area um adult man or yes yes
1: a- so it's a it's an adult male um because you know their fathers are around but we we also have this two-generational approach where we are supporting the moms or guardians as well so it could be yeah. a grandmother or aunt um and it, with that we're able to offer some um you know we do financial literacy we do um uh a lot of the some of the basic needs with food insecurities. Um, we're able to help out with some rental and utility support through some foundations that help give us support. So um, it is that one-on-one uh, mentorship for the boy, but also that guidance for the mom. And so also for our mentorship, we also have um, group mentoring. So where we put on, like I said earlier, those 20 to 30 activities a month, uh, but mentors can, or males could come in and um, sort of uh, drop in and sort of give guidance. So we have horseback riding or sailing or robotics or culinary, Um, they can come in and sort of guide and support our boys through there without having that necessarily one-on-one connection. Um, So that's uh, how we uh, do some of our mentorship programming. And also, uh, you know, with women, women are definitely involved in our program as well um, and volunteering in various ways. And I always say that you know, there's a lot of mentorship that can go on when, um, you know, we have transportation volunteers when you're in the car with a kid for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, you know, on a a daily or weekly basis, helping us out. There's a lot of guidance that um, that person can share with our boys and also women uh, lead events too. So um, maybe a woman may have a certain interest in something that, um, you know, our boys can be around or learn. So it's, you know there are ways for women to be involved as well. Um, obviously, the primary mentor pairing is uh, is for that male of um, male guidance uh, in that boy's life.
0: And then you guys have ambassadors as well. How does that work?
1: Yeah, so the ambassadors they're really folks uh, locally, regionally, nationally that uh, have uh, sort of a platform to share our work in a more broader. Um, uh, space, but also give back to our boys directly themselves. So, uh, for instance, Marcus Colston, who one of our Saints greats, um, you know, all-time leading, I think, um, All-Purpose Yards Hall of Famer for us. And he's been uh, great. He comes down uh, about two, three times a year and uh, gives these sessions uh, to our boys about life. And so he also does it virtually as well, but he also has a platform and Uh, could help get the word out about our program. We have Solange Knowles, who's Beyonce's sister, right? So she's done a couple of fundraisers for us, um, but also uh, is is engaged with the boys. So it's really those who um, see the value of our organization and want to really help bring some support from various ways.
0: So how did the, I mean, it's kind of become a regular question at this point. How did the pandemic affect you guys? Because it, I mean, I could see for one thing, you've got a lot of kids out of school now, which is can be, or was um, an issue. And then you the violence that's picked up all the past couple of years has kind of obviously been different for everyone. And how, do, how does that affected you guys?
1: Yeah, well, I think for us, you know, initially we thought we were gonna see a great loss in revenue um, in 2020 going into 2021. Um, I think with the the, Sort of pandemic coupled with sort of the social justice movement, I think a lot of supporters wanted to front-load support that they may have given at the end of the year, want to increase their giving, Um, and so we were really surprised at that. And uh, I think other nonprofits around the country sort of felt the same thing, Um, but for us it was a a space of actually growth. Um, You know, we had to be more uh, nimble as well and creative as far as the things that we were doing with our boys. We Um, continue to do in-person activities as much as possible and supporting them uh, because there was a lot of virtual learning that they had to do at school. So they would come to our office and uh, those who had maybe were distracted uh, at home were able to come here and get that support. We were able to offer more uh, core support for the moms and guardians. Like I said, with that sort of, that sort of opened us up for that, those basic needs, the food insecurities, the rental assistance utility assistance, because we were able to find foundations and uh, supporters who saw that the pandemic was uh, a time of real need. And so we were sort of that middle uh, organization that could get that to families. Uh, but also during the beginning of the pandemic, we had purchased the building, um, which I'm sitting in now. It's our office space out in the city of New Orleans. Um, and it's about a 16,000 square foot building and it's where we do uh, our programming and uh, we also house our staff. And so we were able uh, during this time to also um, finish off this campaign, which um, was you know, uh, costly for us. But uh, like I said, I think some of those uh, supporters who really believed in us really saw us in even a greater light during a lot of challenges that we had.
0: So you guys, you did. You have this this amazing headquarters. We actually um profiled it in our November issue. But um so for those that want to see some some gorgeous pictures, um it's a it's a former ice storage warehouse. Um and, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a, just it's really transformed.
1: Uh, it's a um a former ice house. Uh it's about 117 years old and uh still has the tracks <laughs> um here. You know, we kept those, but Yeah, it was a um, uh, ice house. We actually, there was a a company, Trumpet Advertising, that owned the building since 2006. And they had some shared workspace in here. And we um, sort of rented a little portion of the building and sort of kept growing and growing and growing. We were fortunate enough that they uh, sold it to us. And so um, it is an open space. It has um, where we do all of our programming. We have, like I said, the, the culinary things here. We have an aquarium, big aquarium that was donated to us. We have a loft and library for the boys. We have a music studio. We have a weight room. Um, it's really um, all the, everything that the boys wanted in the space. So,
0: Awesome. So do you guys do any partnering with other area organizations?
1: Yeah, we do. We actually do. We have a collaborative um, agreement with a few other organizations, Silverback Society, um, 100 Black Men, we also um, Rising stars. So it's it's a lot of um, trying to recruit mentors for our program. Um, And so we try as much as we can to uh, partner with individuals and other nonprofits. And some of those are event-based and some of those are year-round.
0: And you've had some, I'm looking through, you've had a lot of headlines this past year. the the national fried chicken festival you were the big beneficiary of that. <laughs> yes um how did that go
1: yeah it went, it went well you know they they moved to a new location um over there on the lake front uh, i went a couple of days it was uh, a big turnout uh, cleveland spears um started spears group yeah as uh, one of our board members and uh, really sees the value of, of our program and wanted to highlight us there um, and, and announce us as a beneficiary. So it was great. We we got a, uh, several mentors from it. Um, and so uh, it was a great partnership.
0: And you have another partnership with the New Orleans Roast that came out this past year. Yeah,
1: yeah. New Orleans Roast and, and them wanting to highlight us. I mean, I love some coffee, so <laughs> you know that. <laughs> that helped us out um, a lot. And we, we've also got po'boy Fest with the beneficiaries of that, which, you know, that started, I guess that conversation way back in 2000, I think 13 or 14 uh, with us just kind of wanting to booth um, on Oak street. And then it just morphed into uh, us being a beneficiary for the last uh, three, four years. So uh, you know, we were built off of partnerships. We didn't have a lot of money starting it. I started this with a hundred bucks out of my account. And, yeah. um, you know, so we needed a lot of in-kind uh, support when knocking on a, a thousand doors, it feels like. And, you know, that's, like I said, that's how we were built on people just believing in the vision and believing in us and wanting uh, to give as much as they can, whether it be, you know, 10% of, of uh, cookies or something larger where, you know, we were able to, to gain more money. So it's just, it's just, we've been really blessed, um, to be able to have a lot of people that, uh, love and support us. And even it, with this building, you know, um, traveling peer architecture, uh, they donated 100% of, uh, their time and expertise into this. And this was a close to a two-year project. So, um, you know, things like that allow us for money to go straight to the boys that we raise
0: you've got some looking at there's a link Strajewski foundation donated a hundred thousand yeah. the emerald lagasi yeah. foundation's a big supporter um yeah and yeah. then uh last year uh, one of our uh ceos of the year patrick comer and his wife you got a huge yeah. donation from them um and that goes to your scholars program it was 1.15 million and that that went to your scholars program
1: <laughs> yeah so um yeah with Patrick Comer we're part of a group together uh crude anew and um I know when he sold sold his company um you know there was uh, some state tax liabilities and so um we are son of a saint scholars which our scholarship arm is one of a few organizations in a state that can um, applies someone's state tax liability um, to boys tuition. So if somebody individual business owes a certain amount to the state every year in taxes, they can write that check to some of the state scholars and they've taken care of their liability essentially. So when they go to file uh, that next year, they just send it in that receipt. And um, we have to use that money to send kids to tuition-based schools. And so um, um, the Comers were uh, generous in, in giving us that support. And we were able to write about, um, uh, close to three or $400,000 of checks to schools in New Orleans to help support kids because of, uh, that, that generous support. So, and anybody can, can participate in that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and it's been great. Like you said, Link Trujewski, who's been with us for, I don't know, maybe six, seven years now, and supporting our program. Um, you have the Emerald Legacy Foundation, who supports our nutritionists. Uh, the Ruth Lilly Foundation. I mean, there's there's so many um, uh, community foundations and organizations that have really um, helped support us. cars Construction, with uh, Ryan Burks and Stephanie Burks, have uh, they named our our conference room there? So. Um, along with Wayne Tietzel, and there's so many I could go on and on and on, and uh, we'll leave anybody <laughs> okay. out. But um, you know, one of your Ryan, latest
0: ambassadors, Alon Shaya.
1: Yeah, Alon Shaya um, has been great to us too, and has done several dinners. And um, you know, anytime we call, that you know his his group is always there to respond quickly and um, give us assistance where needed.
0: Okay, so let's just uh, let's end. I want to talk about the future because you guys have got all this stuff. We obviously have a huge need. Everybody's hearing about crime in the city and all of that. We we have a huge need to, like you said, you know, disrupt that. That I guess. Uh, what, what did you call it? Like when they're. Um,
1: well, well, break the cycle.
0: Yeah, break that cycle. Right. So, um, so moving forward, you've got these new headquarters, and you you've got um, some help coming at you what are the plans? Is there, is there a certain goal that you want to get to, or um, um, are, are you looking to have yeah. more? Yeah, more I mean,
1: I, so I will say that, you know, we have, we have 200 boys that we're taking care of our core pro, in our core program, which is those boys that are starting at age 10, and they'll be with us for eight to 10 years, right? Um, you know, 24-hour support. Then we have the 75 to 100 boys that we're supporting through the scholars program and providing tuition support for them. Um, supporting close to 300 boys really is a lot of work. And I want to stress that because um, it is the logistics. We have our boys are in 85 different uh, schools, 24 different zip codes, uh, it's a logistics nightmare sometimes. So, um, you know, doubling that number. Um, is a goal, but it is, we can only do that with the community support. And um, there's so many boys out there that could use this program. And so we have to slowly grow while taking care of our current boys uh, is a a, a definite goal for us. Um, And so sort of expanding in New Orleans, but doing it in a smart way uh, and sustaining what we have now, right? I mean, we don't have earned revenue. So uh, a lot of what I mean, 100% of what we bring in is from uh, generous donors. And so uh, we need to continue that, but also figure out a way to to have some sustainable revenue, um, you know, even build it out an endowment. So those are just some things that uh, we're focused on, especially for 2023, 2024.
0: What is your footprint? You said you, you mentioned a whole bunch of zip codes. Um. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 24 different zip codes. Most of them are we just have a lot of zip codes. One, but we have um, most of our boys are in New Orleans East Central City uh, area. But uh, we go out to, as far as Slidell. Um, we have Kenner. We have Narco. Actually, we have uh, definitely the West Bank. Um, we have a couple that have gone out to in Covington Mandeville area. So um, that's really where where we are uh, in the area.
0: And then just the logistics, because this isn't something where kids come once a week or once a month. This is you're, you're there for these kids. <laughs> like you're a big part of their lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you, you think about it when a boy wakes up and if he even needs transportation to school, we might have a mentor bringing him, right? Um, if he has issues at school, because a lot of our boys have IEPs, which, you know, for their school, that is, um, there's certain individuals. Indiv- individualized uh, plans for them. And so they may need extra time uh, while they're taking a test or considerations. And so uh, our folks are advocating for them even in school during the day. And there may be a crisis that happens at school that we have to go and help support them. Um, After school, they may be coming to one of our 20 to 30 activities um, a month, but then they also may just be seeing our mental health specialist or career um, success coach. Uh, or we're helping them get to their own activities, whether it be a chess match or a, a basketball game or you name it, you know? Um, so there's a lot of logistics that goes on and usually we're, we're up and running from, you know, seven, seven to seven, eight at night. And so we have a great team that helps coordinate all that. And then we have those situations the late night calls that, um, we may need to, to go in and, and. Thankfully they don't happen all the time, but there's there's times where uh, we do need to support them. And there's there's a lot of help for the guardians and things that they may need, just filling out applications for things um, and just to get our boys uh, access to certain uh, resources in the community.
0: So we're obviously coming up on the holidays and that's when people are thinking a lot about giving and giving back. Are there specific um, things that people can do and get involved right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, a lot is we, we do this sort of adopt a family um, uh, program, and folks can adopt a family and, and provide a meal or gifts. Um, and I would, you know, ask them to to contact us. Um, and they can actually contact uh, William at sonofasaint.org. Uh, he's our community outreach uh, manager, and he can sort of get them uh, plugged in in the right uh, space for that. Uh, but there's adopt a family or people can just you know, look up our address, it's online, uh, and send us, you know, a gift card with a note or something, and we'll be able to get that to the right place.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm super excited about all the stuff that you guys are doing. It's, it's very needed here. Um, we have obviously a huge group of, of youth that, that needs some extra help and you guys are really being there for them. And that's awesome. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> Thank you. well, and I look, and I also say like, we cannot do it alone. There. There are other nonprofits out there that are that are doing the work and we just want to shout out them and, and make sure that they, um, you know, are, are well this holiday season because we like I said we can't do it alone we need uh, the, the community of youth service organizations to um, stay stay alive and, and healthy so. You know, even if it's not Son of a state that people want to support, I would encourage them to definitely do something, whether it's giving their time or treasures to uh, any youth organization in our community.
0: Absolutely. And uh, they're definitely needing it. And I know I've talked to other people just, I mean, even kids who, you know, have both parents and are, are right. very well, if they're, they're struggling too. It's, it's exactly really a tough time for all of the youth. And so especially ones that have additional challenges, that's yep. Um, yeah, definitely. A thing. So, um, so I'll we'll end by where should people go to learn more about you? Um, yeah. are you guys on all the socials and the website and all of that.
1: <laughs> yes, we're on all the socials. Uh, Son of a Saint Org is our our handle. Um, and folks can go on our website, Son of a But on Instagram is probably where we're most most active. Uh, Instagram than Facebook probably. Uh, and you can see photos of the kids uh some activities that we do and keep up to date on events that we have coming up um we have our our gala coming up December 9th it's at the Ritz Carlton we're sold out some I'm I'm, I'm saying it just so (laughs) it is an annual event um and it's something that usually happens a week uh week or two after Thanksgiving and uh it's a really great great event and uh, we want to thank the Ritz for helping to support us in that
0: well, awesome. Well, living up to that saint's name.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, so. <laughs> Good stuff. So thank you so much, Sunny. I really appreciate it. And I know this is our, our holiday week, so I hope you have a wonderful holiday with your family and thank uh, you. yeah. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and, uh, and happy holidays to you and everybody listening.
0: Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.